you know. All right, so back at the Inferno table. The Inferno table. Yeah. Welcome back around. Couch on Fire podcast. Yeah. So this one has been something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Now, I love movies. I've always wanted to talk about movies. Now, yeah. there's so many genre movies. I can spend days talking about a whole bunch of them. Right. But there's one genre in particular that I wouldn't want to sit down with anybody else. Oh, I'm on but, but you, man. Mm-hmm. So, this is Griffin, in case people don't know. We uh, we work together. Um, well, I, I don't work there anymore, but we did we work together. together. Yeah, yeah, we work together. Um, and... When we're working together, we've been, you know, you, you talk about shit that you like and things like that. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, has kind of came out, and I always hide it. I don't know why. I always hide it at first because I don't want people to know that I'm, I have fucked up thoughts and fucked up things in my head. Yeah, get it over with. Get, yeah. it out of the head, get out of the way, you know? So I figured I'd lay everything on the table with you. Right. And then you were like, oh, I like fucked up things and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so horror movies. This is yes. horror movies. So, like, I... Horror movies to me are just, it's, we'll get me, into it. <laughs> I, I think there, there are so many garbage horror movies out there, <laughs> but if you get the right ones that hit you in the right way, I think it's a feeling and a high that you cannot get with any other kind of movie. No, I get you. No, well, the door, I mean, so, all right, so let's, let's all go back. Let's go okay. back. All right, yeah. so. I'm gonna tell you my first experience okay. with horror movies, mm-hmm. and then we'll 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 get with you mm-hmm. to get to why we love it. Let's look at the root of everything. Mm-hmm. So my earliest memory of horror movies, and I honestly don't have the memory. I have the memory of what my mother told me. So my mother all loved horror movies, so mm-hmm. she was all about it. So um, when I was young, when I, I was born in the '80s, so the '80s was like prime time slasher movies. Right. So there was a there was a movie though that I that I used to watch religiously, and I don't know why. It was Child's Play. I used to watch Child's Play so much, which is Chucky, you know, the mm-hmm. dollar. Yeah. Show. Yeah. And um, for the the little people that don't know what the fuck that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I used to watch that. And then one time, my mom was yelling at me. She was like yelling at me, "Go upstairs, it's time for bed." Blah blah blah. And I leaned over and looked at her, and I said, "I'm gonna chop you up in little pieces." <laughs> and she and it freaked her out mm-hmm. I ended up getting my ass whooped and I went to bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. so she told me the story when I was um I remember she told me it when I was seven but she said I said it when I was four so I was like so ever since then I've been like I would not be great if you your first words you know I'm gonna cut you up you little whore so but after that I just I, I adopted horror movies I remember the feeling of um like you said, just it's kind of intoxicating, mm-hmm. the feeling of like, like worrying. Your stomach's getting sick. You're at the edge of your seat. You're sweating yeah, a little mi- bit. That mixture of dread and adrenaline. Yeah, you're just kind of like ah. So, but so after that, um, my my one main memory that I love Nightmare on Elm Street. That was like the the big thing for me because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it already came out, but they were still making so many films that like you know I can still watch the old ones, but then watch the new experience mm-hmm. the new ones like everyone else. Um, I remember as a kid just stealing the VHS at my friend's house. Uh, I gave it back to him, but it was right. uh, Freddy versus Jason. So this was like, oh, you know, Jesus. now it wasn't that great, but it's still, it was Freddy. It's just something I love. So I right. love horror movies. So that was my first really encounter with horror movies. Like, the, mm-hmm. like that's, you know, and now looking back at it, if you watch the slasher films, 
They're just so fucking cheesy, yeah, so lame. I just watched Lost Boys yesterday, and I was like, Ooh. this is horrible. Why do people like this shit? <laughs> that, that's actually that's a, that's a perspective that I was, I was looking to bring um, because I am significantly younger than you are. By about nine, <laughs> about nine years, <laughs> okay. Which, which means the reason why I say that is um, my experience with horror movies is very different yes. because a lot of the films that you grew up watching when you were young, so you couldn't really notice like bad effects or bad acting or anything yeah. like that. You were just in the emotions of the movie, the fear, the adrenaline, all that shit running around. When I go trying to watch an old, like a classic horror movie, you said you loved Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so if you try to watch it now. Yeah, I, I tried watching it. It popped up on Netflix, and it's like, okay, this is a classic horror movie. It started, like, kick-started the horror genre, pretty much, this this massive expansion of slasher mm-hmm. movies. Let's try it out. And I got about 15 minutes into it. It's like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> Johnny Depp died, though, so. <laughs> oh, thing, I didn't get to his death scene. I looked it up on YouTube, and it's like, okay, that's good. Why wasn't that at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. I would have kept watching, but it's just I, I feel like the horror movie has always been this kind of like redheaded stepchild. It gets smaller budgets, worse actors, worse effects artists, with a few exceptions, like Rob Bottin, um, what the fuck is the guy from Halloween or whatever his name is? One of the uh, effects artists. Oh, with an S. But wow. um, but with a couple of exceptions, the vast majority of horror movies. It's almost like they're these tax laundering schemes where they get these garbage scripts, these terrible actors, and these <laughs> bad effects. It's like, okay, let's waste $10 million on this movie that's going to make $150,000 in theaters. Yeah. It's such a waste to me because like the, the when a horror movie is great, when it really speaks to you on a personal level, like I said, that, that kind of – that. The way it makes you feel and the way you feel so fucked up and so, like, soiled for hours after you watch that movie, mm-hmm. it's something I can't experience anywhere else. Well, I agree with you with the – um, one of the things I have written down I wanted to talk to you about was uh, I, I, I with the redheaded stepchild. I agree right. with you 100%. I think that it's so easy. I'm, if you looked at film itself, like drama, all this stuff, it's so much easier to make a horror film. Mm-hmm. Because it, bad acting, right? I mean, can you scream? Yeah, <laughs> like, can you run? You know, That's like the, the standards are so much lower. Yeah, like the 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 barrier to pass yeah. is so much lower, and I feel like it's such a waste. Well, I feel I feel like things are changing now than they were. So obviously, you know, there was horror movies obviously before the seven, before the eighties, but eighties right. really took the gorier slasher feel mm-hmm. to the next level. Nineties, it just dropped off. Right. Um, early 2000s, it was some hit or miss, and then trilogies started happening, like Saw and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been any from you know in the 90s. It really wasn't one that you can really that I remember that you can really grasp. That's really just like iconic. Yeah, just it jumps to mind um, when you think horror movies. And then so horror, I think horror is many different things. There's jump scares. There's mm-hmm. there's psychological like this. I'm gonna tell you right now. So. I'll tell you at the end my favorite mm-hmm. horror movie of all time. Okay. But I'm going to tell you right now, the, the movie that stood out the most, that freaked me out, that made me sick to my stomach mm-hmm. is not even a horror movie. But it was Here. a scene that was kind of – it was horrific. It was horrific. It was oh, Horrific. That's bad. No. Yeah. It's, it was yeah, horrifying. Very, yeah. There it was go. horrifying to me. And it was Signs. That movie Signs. So obviously that's more – that's not really a suspenseful, mm-hmm. like scientific. And I guess sci-fi is on the lines of horror if you, if you get the closest. Like, I mean, 
mean, I would say yeah. it's kind of like a sci-fi thriller. Yeah, kind of thing. and there was a scene – I saw it in movie theaters. I was like, okay, 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 you know. And then there was a scene where Joaquin Phoenix just freaks out because he saw something because they finally saw footage of the alien. And he freaks out. Now, his freak out didn't bother me, but it built it up. And then you actually saw the alien walk across the screen, and it looked human, and it freaked the shit. I got sick in this. I remember I was in the movie theater like, oh, my God. And to this day, I remember that. And to me, so that's that's the most horrif- – like the horrifying thing I've ever seen in any horror movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen some fucked up shit. Right, definitely. But, but that is just one of those uh, – do you have do you have one of those? I have, I have something pretty similar. There are so many movies mm-hmm. that I've seen that just make you feel fucking horrible for hours after you watch it. There's this one movie, I don't know if you've seen it, called Martyrs. No. But I, I saw it specifically because somebody said, this will fuck you up. And I saw it, and it did. It is a depressing, violent, brutal, nihilistic piece of shit movie i never want to see it again but damn am i glad i saw it because it messed me up more recently i saw i think i told you about hereditary yes i i know about that i have not seen it man you need to see it my um so i have a i have a best friend that i've known since i was in third grade Mm -hmm. and he's a horror connoisseur as well right and we talk about he listens to like he likes listening to podcasts about murderers right and like he likes reading books like you know about like if like, um, you know, if Jeffrey Dahmer made a book, he would read it. That's the type of mm-hmm. person he is. Yeah. So he likes fucked up shit, too. Um, he told me about it as well, and I was telling him that you told me, and I was just like, so this might be something I have to dive. See, it all goes back to, so I've been married for eight years now. Right. And she's not a huge fan of horror movies. So in the last eight years, so before, before her, I, I mean, my favorite genre of horror would be zombies. Mm-hmm. And I like monster – big, big monster movies like Godzilla and stuff like that. Right. But uh, – or the Kaju. Yeah. Um, but zombies are my favorite. And I used to be so about it. And then when I met her, I showed her, you know, zombies and stuff. But we just didn't watch that much because I didn't want to watch her around her because she just – I want her involved and everything. That's my daughter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's her way of saying hi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we uh, – you know, so I haven't really watched it. So I've actually kind of fell out of the game. Mm-hmm. But – Talking to someone because I haven't really met anybody that would actually like horror movies as much as I did, mm-hmm. and so finally, you know, talking to you about horror movies and trying to get you to the movies that I've seen, and then you telling me about movies that I have to see, and you know, it's just it's got me back into it. That's why recently I've been watching like Lost Boys, just kind of mm-hmm. old stuff. Now I have a question for you, actually. Oh, damn, so you, here we you go. said your favorite genre is zombie movies. Oh, my God, yes. What specifically, like, brings you to zombie movies? Like, what about the zombie as an antagonist speaks to you? I feel like, okay, so my whole thing, all right, so if you look at a good guy and a bad guy, mm-hmm. the bad guys, you know, always have weaknesses, and they can mm-hmm. always die. Right. Or they can always disappear, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Zombies. Zombie is not just one bad guy. It's herds. It's thousands. It's a, it's a disease. Some cases, the whole world. Yeah, some cases, the whole world. So even if you kill one, they're still around. So I like the fact that a lot of the a lot of the great zombie movies don't have cures. Mm-hmm. They just kind of leave it as it is. Like, oh, okay, they survived. You know, yeah. some of the great zombie movies that just, I you know, I like I like that kind of concept where you know, like, okay, Dracula can die, you shake him through the heart, and then once you kill him, all the other vampires will turn, die or turn back to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. But zombies, you don't kill the main zombie. 
you know, and there's and there's still a lot of questions because to me, is Dracula real? No. Is the werewolf real? No. I mean, it, they could be. Who knows? I mean, yeah. You know. Like, I'm um I'm mortified. Like, I am petrified of the 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 whole thought of a Bigfoot. Like to me, a Sasquatch, if because that that could be real, and right. that kind of freaks me out knowing. But it, but same thing with zombies. It could kind of happen because there is stuff in history where oh, bath salts look at that man. Yeah, bath salts. Yeah. But there's but there's like there's reports in like Brazil and things like that of people like dying. Now there is scientific facts. People do die and happen to come back. Their heart will stop after a while and then mm-hmm. happen to come back. But there is like it, it doesn't have to zombie itself. It doesn't have to be someone dying and coming back. It's it's someone that's affected and just. Fucking, have you ever seen The Crazies? I, it was a long time so ago. So there's a remake of The Crazies, which is more so good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, the original Crazies is great. George A. Um, George a. Romero made them. Mm-hmm. It's great. But they remade it, and it's one of the remakes that you're like, okay, good job. That's a good, that's, and that movie fucking, it's, it's basically about people just fucking losing their mind. But it, So they kind of turn into a zombie, but it's not a zombie. So, like. So what you're saying is basically, like, it's. It's that combination of it's something familiar. It's something that looks normal, like you could see every day. Yeah. But it's just they're completely gone. Their humanity is gone. There's no coming back. You mix with kind of the insurmountable odds of there will never be a cure. Yeah. This is never going to go back to normal. I just like um, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, if I'm going to invest into something, I don't want I want the bad guy to win. More or less. Or or I want it to be a stalemate. I don't want like... Like a Pyrrhic victory. Yes. Like, so, if you look at more recent film, I Am Legend. It's not really recent, but it's more recent than a lot of films. For me, because I'm older than you. Right. So, I... (laughs) Do you? Great book. Yeah, Yeah, great book. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I Am Legend, you know, it gives you a beginning, which is great. I I love knowing, like, how things start. That's fine. I always always want, like, in zombie movies, the only thing I miss is patient zero. I would love Mm -hmm. to know the first person. Right. But um, it kind of – the only thing that bugs me, it kind of gives a cure at the end, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like – I don't want it. Like I like I like knowing that, that – that's fine if the good guys survive mm-hmm. and they move on. They right. lost a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Like like zombie, zombie lamb. They, mm-hmm. they survived. They moved yeah. on, but zombies are still around. Now, did you read the book for I Am Lamb? I did not. Isn't it – it's called a Mega Man? No, it's, it's oh. got the same title. Oh, okay. Everything. But it's the ending is vastly different from the movie. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge reader. Okay, um, well, then I'll go ahead and tell you. Yeah. The way it ends... Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> ...is the guy who Will Smith plays, he doesn't have the lady with him or anything mm-hmm. like that. He just... He kills so many vampires in the search of a cure. He's trying all these different scientific methods yeah. to try and make a cure and stuff. And he finds out, one, there's no way to make a cure. And two... The vampires have gone from being these feral, kind of monstrous creatures to they have their own society and laws and stuff like that, and they come for him because to them he's this monstrous serial killer who's been so running around murdering just, people for no reason. It's just reverse. Yes, yeah. and he finds out that instead of him fighting this kind of solo war against the monsters, he is the monster to this new world. These vampires have recreated civilization. Mm-hmm. They have their own buildings, their own laws, their own like constructs and stuff like that and the last kind of chapter of the book is he's awaiting his death sentence for you know mass murder and it closes on the title of the book you know i am i am this legend to them you know yeah. this, this monstrous creature wow who's that is it was 10 times better than what the movie yeah, it was, was. It like, was so fucking powerful i was 
I was so ready for this movie. The movie was okay. It was forgettable, but good. But the I, book was just incredible. I also think, no, no knock on Will Smith, uh, he just he's a certain actor for a certain genre, and that wasn't his... No. I don't think that's... His, any kind of serious thing, I don't know. So, but that's that's besides yeah, the point. Yeah, that, that's right? a whole different podcast. But, okay, right so you asked me this. You asked me that. What is right. your favorite genre? Of horror? Of or? horror. I'm not going to ask you your favorite horror movie yet. That's the, literally, we're going to end on that note. So, what is your favorite genre? If you had to pick, I really, I wish, my, I, I tell you what I wish my favorite genre would be, would be the werewolf genre. It's such an intriguing premise and such a great, like, villain for a, for a story. But there are so few good horror movies that involve werewolves. Like, American Werewolf in London is probably the best. Um, Dog Soldiers is actually pretty good. Surprisingly yeah. good. Great practical effects. Story is eh. Twilight. <laughs> go. All right, go on. Uh, Sorry. Jesus. Um, but I would say my favorite genre for horror movies that are actually good is... Fuck, man. What's a... Put me on the spot here. Um... Probably paranormal. Paranormal? Just because it has the highest rate of actual good movies out there. See, like, any any kind of param- paranormal. Like uh, like Blair Witch. Well, let me take that back. I tell you, I love horror movies where the villain is not a human. They don't, okay. They don't obey the laws that humans are... Because, like, slasher movies and stuff, you always have that little niggling voice in the back of your mind saying, okay, how did he go from... He was standing right behind her, and now he's disappeared. Yeah. So, like, ghosts, demons, these monsters and stuff, they don't have to obey the laws of physics and, like, the laws of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think monstrous things like werewolves, bears, you know, these demonic things, all this kind of stuff, they don't think like humans do. They constantly, like, it's, it's not surprising when they do something that's just out of left field. It's like you think they're going to come in this door, and then they come in through the fucking window, and they scare the shit out of you. Yeah. You know, it's it's not surprising because it's an animal. Okay. Where it's like, you know, anytime I see Michael Myers just standing in the background, and then she turns around, and he's gone. It's like, why did he do that? She didn't even see him. Is he doing that for the audience? Yeah. I see, uh, and that goes back to um, maybe, I hate to say this, but like, you know, when these films came out, the slasher films, mm-hmm. I think people were more... I'm going to go to the left all the time. I'm going to go to the left all the time. Nowadays, th- these movies that you like are mm-hmm. more popular, more – if you look at the horror movies now, they're ten times different than the slasher movies because people actually think, should I go right, left, straight, back? Yeah. You know, before, we're all one-sided. We just go one thing, and you know, I think it's a stage. Um, I agree with you. I, I like that. That's good. I mean um, I like I like supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. I think stuff out of our control is good. Um, one of my favorite uh, – I, I do like American Horror Story. It's a TV show. Yeah. And the second season is one of my favorite seasons that they make. And part of it, there is a um, – it's just kind of like the unknown. There's a monster that they don't – was made in the basement. And then – Let me let me slow you down right okay. there because I actually haven't finished season two. I'm watching it right now. Okay. I know I know that there is something. Um, at this point, what I've watched, it's still like outside the asylum. Okay, they yeah. They take stuff out to feed it. I haven't I haven't seen anything else about well, that. Well, you know about aliens, right? Yeah, I saw it like that was like kind of in the very beginning, and it's still experimented you, on by aliens or yeah. something. Yeah, and um, you still see more about that. See, the alien stuff is kind of crazy. Yeah. There was a movie that I saw in the '90s that came out that kind of 
Um, it left an impression on me. I think it was called Light in the Sky or Skylight or something like that. Oh, no, if the Frontier. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was literally about these guys that go out to the woods, I think it was in Virginia, and one of them gets abducted by aliens. And you see the process. You see the alien, like, you know, sticking something down his throat. Sticking, you see, like, oh, I hate when things with, with the eye. And there's, like, a thing going close to the eye. And it kind of freaks me out. But then he goes back mm -hmm. and he tries to be in society because he was gone for, like, months. And people are right. like, where were you? And he's, like, freaking out. And um, so that's scary i you know so the supernatural of that like you right. don't know yeah anything basically a way to to Demonic. say say the po say the point i was trying to make earlier anything where you never know what's going to happen next yeah like one of my well i guess i'll get to that when we get to our favorite horror movie <laughs> but one of my favorite scenes from a non-horror movie and i've told you about it a bunch of times there was a recent sci-fi thriller that came out called annihilation yeah there's a scene in that movie that involves a bear and i I fucking hate bears. I'm terrified of them. <laughs> so already, that's a point in its favor. Okay. The bear looks terrifying. It's got like a, it has no skin on its face. It has like a saber tooth kind of kind of teeth to it. Okay. No face, and it mimics human speech perfectly, like the predator. Okay. Mostly just screams and like yelling and all this kind of stuff. So it's fucking terrifying. It's blind, so it goes by sound. And the main characters are in this house, and this bear breaks down the door, kills one of them, and just starts stalking the rest silently through the house. It's not making any noise. They're trying to stay as quiet as possible. And it just, anytime it starts moving around, it's just silently just screaming through its mouth of one of the characters that had killed earlier. In the oh, movie. my God. Just freaks the fuck out of me every time. And when it finds somebody... It gets that part why I'm fucking terrified of bears because it runs them down and they try as hard as they can to fight against it. One of them starts climbing up the stairs and grabs onto the banister and it just grabs her in its mouth and just rips her down, like tears the banisters out of the wall and just starts throwing her down, mauling her, all this shit. So the, the, the <laughs> I, can see, I can see you just flipping out. Yeah, I out. was freaking out in the theater, yeah. man. It was great. The combination of not being able to do anything because it's faster, stronger has better reflexes than you, and you have no idea how it's going to react or, like, what it's thinking or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to try and anticipate where it's going to go. You're going around this house, but it just, it's a fucking animal, so it just does its own thing. A couple of close calls and all that kind of stuff. It's still, to this day, even with all the horror movies I've seen, it's one of the scariest straight-up scenes of horror in a non-horror movie I've ever yeah. seen. Add that to the fact that some of the gore effects are fucking crazy. Like a girl gets her jaw ripped off. You can see like her esophagus mm -hmm. sitting out there. and ugh. Well, see, I know you're younger than me. Yes. So horror movies back in the day, they didn't really have too much gore. Right. Like the Poltergeist. They had, they had, I wouldn't say, they had ew factors. Well, well, good movies didn't have good gore. I noticed a lot of the really gory movies from the 80s that I've checked out. Yeah. Just, they're garbage, man. Yeah, well, see... There's a someone said uh, it was a director that says like um, good movies make you think about it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Bad movies, you're over it in a couple minutes. Yeah. And gore, I feel like when you think a movie's going bad, you you just see a lot more gore. And I mm -hmm. agree with you. I like gore. I do. Yeah. I, I like seeing things that I imagine in my brain because I'm fucked up. Yeah. Um. And I can talk. I can tell you some scenes that I've seen in horror movies, and I know you have some scenes. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I feel like gore is just a, an easy way out. Mm -hmm. I think 
I really like nowadays. I really like some of the newer horror movies where it's not gore; it's more fucked up, psychological. Thing, more yeah. psychological. Like most recent, you got Get Out. Mm-hmm. You got um, A Quiet Place. I mean, these are some movies yeah. that are that are the horror genre, but it's more psychological. Yes, both of those were very pleasant surprises for me. Mm-hmm. I was not going into either kind of expecting to like them because you think like A Quiet Place. It's got Jim from The Office. Yeah, you know, comedy guy. He did pretty good in Thirteen Hours, but I'm thinking, okay, he's a he's mostly a comedic actor. Michael Bay, the guy from fucking Transformers. He's blowing shit like up a, every four seconds. Yeah, he's gonna make like a subtle <laughs> horror movie, you know. But it was it was fantastic. I can't wait for he's gonna, what he's gonna do next. Get Out. I was, you know, I, w- I had a little bit higher expectations going into, and I waited until it was out of theaters. Because I heard, you know, you got to get that theater experience, which is a bunch of people screaming at the screen and saying, don't go in there. No, fuck that. (laughs) I got mad as hell one time because I went to see the new Annabelle movie, Annabelle Conjuring. Already not not a great movie. Well, this is is a uh, a trilogy. I didn't even know it was a trilogy. It just creeped up on me. Next thing you know, there's like, oh, from the same universe as The Conjuring and all this other stuff. I'm not intrigued by any we, of that. We could have a whole hour-long podcast of me just bitching about series and how much they've ruined movies, but... Not... I don't think all. That, well, I think the problem is, I like the idea of a series. It gives you the freedom to build on characters slowly, because you have a lot more, like, kind of canvas to paint mm-hmm. on, so to speak, so you get these really amazing moments that kind of built up. Like, a lot of the... I think The Avengers is a great, like, idea of a series. It's universe. It's yeah. just more of like builds up to... Yeah. A lot of these character moments in the Avengers movies wouldn't be as potent if you just squeeze them all into one movie. Yeah, I know. You know, you get this very, very slow build up, and then it's like, oh shit, man, this has been getting built up to three, four movies now. Horror movies should not be a series. I don't believe. Because it gives you it gives you complacency. So my, my take on the series would be, for horror movies, I like one universe. Mm-hmm. But different stories in that universe. Right. There is one that I, I don't really watch it that often, but I love the concept of it, and it's The Purge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's one topic. It's one thing, but there's different stories in that universe. So it's di- you don't have to worry about the same character ever being in the next film. You don't have to worry about every this. Maybe if you really, really wanted to, you can just have random Christian Slater walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was in the first one. Was it Christian Slater? What, The Conjuring? No, no, I'm talking about The Purge. Oh, The Purge? Yeah. I haven't seen The first oh, Purge. I don't so, know the... Well, no, the reason why I say the, the Purge is because, like, the concept is the actual Purge. Where, yeah. You know, people kill each other um, one time get, a year. I think I get what you're talking about. It's nationwide. Yeah. So there's no need for each of the stories it's, to intersect. Yeah, so so you can... It's kind of like... Um, so, but if you look at Saul, it mm-hmm. just... It, it's the same jigsaw, this, this. It kind of goes back to the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And you're talking about The Conjuring. I don't really watch the – I've watched the original Conjuring. But then after that, I kind of – The first and second Conjuring movies are good. I think that there was a music that I fucking hate. It's like – Well, the thing is, if you understand what you're going in for for Conjuring, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. You have to understand – and this is probably a spoiler alert. These were written – like, these were based on books that were actually written by people who said they actually happened. Yeah. So you know no one is ever going to die. Mm-hmm. Because if they were, you would have heard about it. Like, oh, these these Warrens, you know, they went in to do a psychological investigation or a paranormal investigation somebody died. Mm-hmm. So no one's ever going to die in the movie. you got to understand that. As long as you know that and you know there's no tension because no one's going to die, it has some of the best – as much as I hate jump scares, it has some of the best constructed jump scares. 
like all the different like they set up your expectations three or four times you keep thinking this is the one this is the one and then it's like okay i guess it's not going to oh shit and then you go jumping up out of your seat they got great jump scares good music pretty good acting yeah you know i just wish they wouldn't be afraid to kill people i think that's more of speaks in, it speaks on society like i feel like nowadays it's getting better where they actually kill off people mm -hmm. but before i don't think they were like oh we can't have the main person die we can't have this mm -hmm. um like i'm you know i remember seeing i saw a movie it's not a horror movie it's a deep blue sea Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then, one, yeah. and then I'm sitting there watching, watching, and then out of nowhere, Samuel Jack spoiler dies, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "That's the greatest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> like, the actual movie itself was not great, but that scene made the movie. It's just, it was just good because you always expect these people to live. They're high-paid actors, like the remake of Godzilla that came out. You're yeah. thinking, you're like Walter White from Breaking Bad. He's in this mm -hmm. shit. I love him. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, he's fucking dead after like, and not even. After like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah he dies, yeah. and you're just like, you what do I do next? You left with this like loaf of white bread. Yeah. Called Aaron yeah. Taylor Johnson. But you but you continue the story. Um, I um, I lost my train. I thought I wanted to tell you something. So, The Conjuring and all, like that kind of trilogy and stuff, um, it's, it's, see, I, it, everything appeals to certain people. Right. You know, the you know, like to me, like I said, horror was dull. Then Saul came out and really changed the game because that's fucked you up in the brain. And it had some gore in it, but it really messed you up in the brain. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you what was – see, I'm trying not to ask what your favorite horror movie is. Cause that's, yeah, we got to save yeah, that for the oh, end. Okay, yeah. So let me see what I have written down here. So that was on there. Um, what? So what is your – so you like you like werewolves. You I know. wish werewolves were good, you wish werewolves so to speak. Good. Did you ever – you obviously understand the underworld. Yes. Yeah, that whole thing. I think that was the best portray – for me, that was the best portray for werewolves. I like the lichens. I like that they had their own community and they were called something else. Yeah. Um, when you when you think of werewolves, you're always going to think of vampires. Mm -hmm. There isn't that many standalone werewolf movies, but there's mm -hmm. more vampire standalone movies, vampire TV shows. There was a Teen Wolf, I think, was on, you know a TV show. Yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. I agree with you. I at, If you look at the – Original, original monsters, mm -hmm. Dracula, you know the werewolf. Yeah, you yeah, know Wolfman. They wolf had the man. creature from or the beast from Ten Thousand Fathoms. Yeah, yeah. So the original, the original crew. I think the werewolf is. I agree with you. Is the most intriguing because he was human, mm -hmm. and not saying Dracula wasn't, but he. Well, he, Dracula made the choice to turn into a vampire yeah. usually the werewolf like an american werewolf in london yeah. it was unintentional yeah so They're constantly fighting against their nature mm -hmm. to try and like not turn into these i want to see someone i want to see someone struggle like in all of dracula movies all of the vampire movies you never see there's always that big 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 vampire you never see him how did he become him right. how did he struggle why did he sell himself to the devil mm -hmm. and all this other stuff and i think with with werewolf movies, you see that. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Frankenstein. Right. Frankenstein's wife. That's that's a yeah, whatever. Yeah. I I would that there. So I don't I think I don't know who's doing it, but there's supposed to be a dark universe coming out where they remade Mummy. And, I don't know if that's going on um, anymore. I don't know if it's going on anymore, but I would I like that. I would love to see that. I would love to see. Stuff I would like that. I would love to see a modern reimagining of a good werewolf movie, because it's such such a great idea if it's done right yes like the like all the little rules like they can only be killed with silver 
You know, it's what Silver Bullet. There was that old. It was based on a Stephen King novel. Just cheesy ass movie, but there are still some really great jump scares and stuff in yeah. it. And the werewolf looked god awful, but you know, it, it's something. It's at least it's a movie. Well, every time I've, I've see, I've, I've watched a lot of TV shows um, about like I watched True Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I more watched it because it was on Skinamax, and I can pretty much just see tits all the time. Mm-hmm. But the best part, I think, of the whole thing was the vampires. I mean, not the vampires, the um, the werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just they they had such a little part, and I just loved it. And I love that the there's a lot of story about how werewolves are the, the only thing that can really kill Dracula and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And you can get dive more deep into it. Um, I'm glad you brought up Stephen King. So I wanted to talk. Do you think he's the master of horror? Now, I recently just started. I watched. I've convinced her to watch mm-hmm. Castle Rock, right. and which is it's not really a story by him, but it's it's in his universe. It has it's, it's. How is that by the way? I haven't tried it. It's amazing. Ooh. It's like it's it's suspenseful. And so. So one of my um, one of my favorite uh, TV shows, non horror related, is Lost, mm-hmm. and J.J. Abrams made that, and he produces Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things about Lost that I hated but loved at the same time is, so you watch it and they answer questions that you get during watching it, mm-hmm. but to every one question they answered, they give you four more questions. Right. So that's what's going on now. So you, so you're more so you're more involved. Mm-hmm. So literally you're like, okay, this guy. Who's this guy? And then and then and then they're like, oh, so this is who that guy is. But now I have seventeen more questions about what did you hear? So because they do flashbacks and forwards and all this other stuff, and it's very good. Now, so watching it, you know, I get on my phone, Wikipedia, you know, Stephen King. I want to know what everything he's done. And this guy's fucked up, man. There's a lot of things yes. that they're doing. So they're, they're they announced that they're remake. They're pretty much going to remake a lot of his old films. They, they redid Carrie a couple years ago. Um, they're redoing right now. They're filming the new Pet Cemetery, which I um, that was my dad's favorite. We had a cat named um, Oh my God, I was really young when this cat. Is it um, Church? So that's the name of their, their cat. Was right. Church. Yeah. And um, so we, you know, that that's a fucked up thing. So he's just he's banking off all this. I think they're gonna. I hate to say this, but they're redoing The Shining. They're redoing a lot of the older ones that are kind of classics. Mm-hmm. But I think you can do that with horror. You can remake horror films. I mean, even even I think the new Nightmare on Elm Street was a little bit better than the original. Obviously, Robert England is Robert England, and he's yeah. the best. You know, he Freddy is, he, he made those movies. Yeah. Um. But and he was sarcastic and things like that. Um. But like, what what TV shows did pull you in that are horror related? Well, I think we were talking earlier about American Horror Story. That's probably the only. Well, that there's another one. The best horror TV show that I've seen. It's very uneven. There, are, I, I think they go way too hard on like the the campy like comedy aspect yeah. of it. But when they actually go for something that's creepy and unsettling and stuff, mm-hmm. they nail it. I love I love that I could watch season four and never seen season one, two, and three. Yeah, it's, it's totally completely different. episodic. Yeah. Now they're changing that with season eight. Apparently, it's supposed to be like kind of like the convergence of everything into this one kind of event. So I I was a fan. So I, I never I never got into it at first, and then I waited, and then it showed up on Netflix, and just like everybody else, like why not? Let's yeah. just this is purge it out, yeah. you know. So I watched season one, which was obviously great. Season yeah. two was my favorite. Season three was good. 
But then I, well, what was season three? Do you? Do that you... was the coven, the one with the witch. Coven. Okay, I did not like season three. Season four was good. Season three, I liked it, but I, for what it was. Well, I think I think it as... went away from being horror, and yes. it was almost like a horror comedy. I think that because they made it like a spinoff, like the screen, the screen queens or anything. Yeah, I don't know. something like that. Um, I feel like for a while I was upset with them, but then I realized that everybody has fear of certain things. Some people are fear of witches and warlocks and all that kind of crazy stuff, and I'm not, so that's why it didn't appeal to me. Now, Hotel, um, at first was like this is stupid, but then after getting more involved in it, it was it was good. It was a good show. I I didn't get scared out of it. There was one thing that was scary about it, but other than that, it was just kind of good. Right. Um, I think Freak Show, I'm not scared of clowns, but I feel like people, the clown that was in that, was probably the best fucking clown. Nah, good old twisty. Yeah, I would, you know, spoiler alert, I wish he, did you see it? No. Okay. But I'm not, probably not going to okay. watch it. Go, well, go. no, he, he doesn't, he's not in it long. Mm-hmm. He's in it like maybe three or four episodes, but unfortunately mm-hmm. he does die, and it's like, he's the best fucking thing about this whole, mm-hmm. he just looks good, he takes his mask off, you see his like, oh my god, this is great. Um, this this last one I did not watch at all. I'm not, I don't like politics, but to some people it's scary. Uh, My whole thing is though, there's still parts that they haven't even touched yet. I don't see how it can be scary because I watched. You know, me and my sister hate watch that whole last season. It's horrible, and it's well, the one before that was okay because it was about Roanoke, but I didn't like the way they did it with like it was a TV show. Uh-huh. But it was about it was about like a ghost of a cop. Which is a cult. It's scary. That's understandable. Um, but, like, there's still things – to me, when I – if I'm – this is how I know a show's good. If I invest in it and I get upset the way – the direction they go, yeah. this is me off. Yeah. But that that means I'm involved. Yeah, like, I, I want to see Ghost Ship. I want to see things about stuff that they haven't even covered, like a cruise line that just – is just – Well, I'll tell you something that you might actually enjoy because um, that would be my next probably favorite horror. And the reason why I don't like it more is because I read the book. Yeah. It's uh, The Terror on AMC. Okay. I loved that book so much. You've told me about this. Yeah. I, I think I told you. I read it until it literally fell to pieces. Yes. Like, I had seven little chunks of, like, 50 pages each. I taped them back together, and then they fell apart again, and I bought a new copy. And I've already reread that new copy three times. It's an incredible book. And I heard they're making a TV show about it, and my first response, instead of being, oh, thank God, was, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, because... TV shows don't tend to work too well with horror. No. And they, they truncated a lot. They combined a bunch of characters. They took out a lot of the scary shit from the book. But the stuff that was there was polished as hell, man. Mm-hmm. I think if you haven't read the book, you're going to love the series. I think you definitely should give it a watch. I don't know where you could watch it. I'm fine. I recently just got Hulu, so that's why I watched Castle Rock. Okay. Um, now, like, TV... <sighs> I mean, it's just... it's it's. It kind of it hits all my strike zones. I love historical fiction. Okay. And this is back. There was this, you know, this expedition to Antarctica that just disappeared. No one ever saw mm-hmm. it again. And you know the horror aspects, plus the whole, we never find out exactly what the terror is, but yeah. it's, it's presumed to be like basically like this giant paranormal bear. Mm-hmm. So again, again, the fucking bear thing. I hate bears. Um, it's just they get trapped in the ice. And they have to deal with starvation and scurvy and mutiny and madness and all that stuff. And all the while, there's something out there in the ice stalking them, just grabbing people yeah. up off the off the ship. See, I feel like you would like Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. That's one I haven't read yet. Um, and I've read almost every Stephen King book. I'm a very voracious the, reader. The Dreamcatcher, the movie was great. 
I didn't read it, but if it was anything, if the movie's great, I know the book's got to be amazing. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's 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 actually some good, like, uh, what is it called, uh, adaptations of mm-hmm. Stephen King's books that are actually great movies. And but it's a small sample. It is a small sample. But this was a, this was a good, a good. Uh, I would I would have loved to read this book if I liked reading. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I yeah. think The Killing Mockingbird was probably the last one I ever read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good one to end it on, you know. But uh, yeah, fifth grade. Um, no, but <laughs> but you asked me somewhere like fifteen fucking minutes ago whether I thought Stephen King was the master of horror. Yes. I see. I'm so sidetracked. Yeah. I, I still don't know if I would call him that, but he is definitely one of the pillars of horror. So he would be like, if you look at the Mount Rushmore of horror, his face would be he one He would of definitely them. be one of the four faces. Well, who are the other three? That's a good fucking question. I think Clive Barker and H.P. Lovecraft would both be up there. Um, and these are? In case people that don't know. Clive Barker is a very old author he used to write a whole bunch of books the ones i would recommend would be the books of blood series it's a bunch of short stories there's three of them uh just extremely gory violent very dark stories hp lovecraft i don't believe there's anybody in the world who doesn't know who hp lovecraft is but just in case (laughs) he created like the eldritch horror and the cosmic horror thing the idea that there's something in this universe that's so powerful so big that the human mind cannot comprehend it Like, and all of his stories are about these people who get caught, like ordinary people who get caught in things they cannot understand. And all kinds of crazy shit starts happening. It's like House of Leaves kind of shit. Yeah. You know, where it's just, like, nothing makes sense because reality itself is being altered under the forces of these things that, to you, like, to them, you are just like a speck of dust in the wind. You don't even, like, your entire life, all your memories, everything that happens. Doesn't matter. It's like us. It's nothing to them because they're infinite, all-knowing. They've been here since before time, and they'll be here after time. Okay. So you got three now. What's your last one? God, fuck me. You really you you putting it on me, huh? Um. God, who is like the classic horror author? Doesn't have to be an author. Just horror in general. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go Arthur, author. If you want to go like a yeah. director, maybe. Well, that's the thing. There's not a whole lot of great horror directors out there either. So here, let me. While you think yours, I'll I'll tell you mine. So Mm -hmm. Stephen King obviously has got to be up there. I think um, the Tom Salvini, the guy that does the makeup artist. That's who it was. Salvini. I I think because he's he's impacted so many. I mean, Dust of Dawn, All the Day of the Deads, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, remakes, everything. He's done so many different things. He's definitely up there. Sam Raimi is a director. He made Ash and, you know... Yeah, Lib- yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So I would put him up there. So that's three. So the last one that I would do, and this is because I love zombies, mm-hmm. would be George A. Romero. Because he created... He didn't create the zombie, but he he tr- he took it to where it is today. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My my fourth guy would have to be either Romero or John Carpenter. John, that, oh, see, John I think, Carpenter. That's a, that's I a, think they're both, both of them, their contributions to horror cannot be under, cannot yeah. be overstated. Yeah, because um, so when it was still black and white TV, you had not the Living Dead. I mean, you, so he came out with that. John Carpenter, he pretty much invented yeah, um, slasher. Yeah, you know, he, he started the horror, like the slasher genre. Yeah, and 
I think if you look if you look at those the slasher drama, mm-hmm. I mean obviously like I said I liked a Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. but there was something about um, Michael Myers that was kind of scary. I mean it's just and it's yeah. and it's right now they they have a, a new one coming out. That's a trilogy. It won't fucking die. <laughs> but yeah. But I say we can go on for days talking about this. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you one thing, and then we're gonna talk about our favorite movie. Okay. So. I love – obviously, I came out. I love zombie movies. If I had to pick one of my favorite zombie movies, um, which isn't my favorite movie all the time, but if right. I had to pick one of my favorite zombie movies, it would, it's a movie called Zombie. It's a it's an old 60s, 70s um, zombie movie that took takes place in New York, mm-hmm. and it goes to this island. So check it out. I'm not even going to tell you about it. I'll okay. Let you, I'll let you be. Right. It's cheesy. It's, it's gory. I mean the blood's like orange. That's mm-hmm. how bad it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it's if you take it as what it is, then you'll just love it. It's a good zombie movie. It's simple. gets right to the point. There's a famous t-shirt that I used to buy at Hot Topic all the time with the zombie face with fucking like worms coming out of his eyes. And that's from that movie. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll show you that if I remember. My favorite zombie movie would probably be the – Let's say Dawn of the Dead remake. The re oh no, that's amazing. That was yeah. a, that was a good that opening scene. Oh. Probably the best fucking scene. Oh, ever. Like, no, I get I get well, you. To me, the one that sticks at my mind is right at the end when they made the run for it in those reinforced shuttles. Yeah, and they're just these fucking herds of zombies, and they're throwing propane tanks, yeah. and one of them gets flipped over, and they gotta just barely make it in time. You get on the boat. And yeah. And the shot from overhead at the docks, there's like this huge firestorm, and you see just thousands of zombies running down the street trying to get through as they're getting on the boat. Oh, it's classic. Um, I love that. I think uh, the the genre that I'm most intrigued about now, mm-hmm. I still love zombies, mm-hmm. is uh, I do love the, um, the Cloverfield drama. Like that whole mm-hmm. – I like monster movies. Mm-hmm. I, I liked I – liked, Power Rangers when I was young. I liked. I didn't really get into the Japanese uh, monster movies too much. Mm-hmm. I did watch a couple of them, um, but I really like the. I like. I like what they're doing with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing with Pacific Rim. It's Can't just, wait for the next one. Yeah, it's next just been, Godzilla. Oh my god! It's just I don't know too much about it, so that's what makes me intrigued about it. Because I'm still like, oh, but I love monster movies. The reason why I like the Cloverfield movies so much is because um, it's just. It kind of goes back to what you're saying. It's a monster that you don't know nothing about, mm-hmm. and it can do whatever the fuck it wants because it's out of this universe. It's they the films you don't really see too much to get like over overdone it. Like, oh, it's just a monster. You just overdone it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just I, I do like that kind of drama. So that's what I'm really focused on now. It's more of the monster things. Um, yeah. So with that said. Hands down, I think my favorite movie. My favorite movie. I'm gonna tell you this. This is it's weird because it's not like the greatest of all horror movies. But right. For some reason, it's just my favorite horror movie, and it's it's more it's a more recent movie. Um, I'm, it's Cloverfield. Hmm. Well, I can see that. The I, original Cloverfield. This is the first I, one. It came out. Uh, it was it was hyped up. Um, I love the shakiness of personal cam. Mm-hmm. I um I used to love Blair Witch was up there because I love that kind of I love that kind of thing. Yeah, found I, footage. I feel yeah. like because I feel like I can be that guy. Mm-hmm. I can be that fat slob that finds a camera. <laughs> and see that. I made a horror movie with one of my best friends. It's called November Twenty Six. I wrote mm-hmm. it. It's about zombies. Right. And um, I tried looking. Actually, no, I haven't looked it up. Maybe we can show you on YouTube. Um, so. If you go to YouTube and I think type in uh, I think his name Sean Euler or you can type in November twenty sixth. Anyway, so we made a horror movie um, and it's all personal cam, mm-hmm. but the zombie flick. But it's all personal cam. Mm-hmm. You don't ever see the zombie, but that's what makes it scary. So it's like you kn- you know they're yeah. out there, but you don't really mm-hmm. see it. Right. But so that's 
Cloverfield. Well, I understand why why Cloverfield is so popular. I think the monster design is great. I think the whole idea of set it it's like one night in New York as everything goes to shit. Yeah. I love it. The opening scene where he like throws the fucking like the Statue of Liberty, like the, oh, yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Classic scene. The only thing, the one thing, I've only watched that movie three times. Okay. The only reason why I can't watch it anymore, the cameraman makes me want to kill him. He talks way too much. He does talk a lot. Well, see, I relate to that because I talk a lot. So that's why. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But again, he, he repeats himself so often. Rob, 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 Rob. Hey, Rob, come here. Rob. <laughs> like, shut up. That's why I love, I don't care if it takes me out of the movie at all. Have a character that's holding the camera and somebody comes up to the camera and says, oh, wow, I didn't know you were a mute guy. And then he doesn't talk the whole fucking movie. It's great. Yeah. He's just, he's a viewer. He's a spectator. Like, I, I don't need to be immersed into the movie. I just need to enjoy myself. And I was just waiting. Let this motherfucker die. I can't wait. Now we get somebody who doesn't talk so damn much holding the camera. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> but no, all the scenes in there, like the one in the med bay, and they're down in the subway, and all the shit starts going down. It's a classic movie. Yeah, it, it, it taps into one of my favorite things about any kind of genre movie, which is... Um, I want to know – I like prequels. I like knowing – so I, I invest in the one movie, but I want to know – like I love the sequels, the prequels to Star Wars because the investment of – and I know you're yawning because of this. The, well, episode three is one of my favorites because you actually get to see the transformation of this iconic character. Mm -hmm. So now Cloverfield's been out. They have they have kind of a sequel, but it's in, it's in the same universe. They have some stuff that's in the same universe, but I love the, where they're going with it because I want to know – why did they come here? What happened? Why I want a, I want a conclusion. Like I'm obsessed with the newer Alien films, the Covenant and things like that, because you get to learn these engineers. You know why all this stuff. But yeah, I, I want to like those movies so much, man. I really want to. So, oh, it's time. Favorite favorite horror movie of all time. John Carpenter's The Thing, 1982 or 1984, one of those. Kurt Russell. Yes. Absolutely classic fucking film. I saw it at the perfect time. It was just, as soon as I turned the movie on, it was just starting to get dusk outside. Mm -hmm. had my headphones in, door closed, I was by myself, and then I didn't turn any lights on. Just as it got darker, as the movie started kicking off, Yeah. the feeling of isolation, it's like, oh, we can't get anybody on the radio. There's no one going to be here for like weeks. And then shit starts going down. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what's going on. That same thing, with like it ticks off the monster box, where it's like you have no idea what this thing is, what it's going to do, how it's going to react to things. It has the single greatest jump scare of any fucking movie. I will fight somebody over this. It's set up perfectly. It's not annoying. The sound is organic. There's no like violin screech when it happens. It's just something that happens. There's a couple of, of spots in the movie that I don't like. It's just wasted, you know, wasted potential. Like, uh, well, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. We'll just watch the fucking movie. But you'll, you'll know when it happens because they're like, well, that was annoying. But just incredible performances. Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, you know, all these great actors, great effects. You know, Rob Bottin. Um, I think there was somebody else. I don't know if it was Savini or one of them, but this guy, Rob Bottin, he was my age. He was 23 when he started on this movie. Worked himself like 18, 20 hours a day. For so many days, he had to be hospitalized. He just worked himself to exhaustion. Wow. So this one guy came in, did one final effect, 
and then refused to be credited for it. He said, Rob did all this. I'm not going to take the credit for it. I like to think you it's know? Tom Savini. I'd like to think yeah. too. <laughs> because that's it was, the type of person he is. It was an incredible effect, yeah. the one that he did. Um, and you'll see it if you ever watch the movie. But have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie. Okay. Well, definitely watch it. It's one of the, it's, there's a couple of Carpenter films that I have not seen. Definitely watch it. It's incredible. But the effect is early on. Okay. It's one of the earliest practical effects that you see. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll know it when you see it. Um, it holds up extremely well. I went and got it on the remastered Blu-ray. Ordered it off of Amazon. It's been like rescaled up to 4K resolution yeah. and all this. And the effects still look great. You know, the sound is crisp. The acting is still fantastic. It's just, by and large, one of my favorite movies. Not to mention just a horror movie. And it's rare for me to say that. A lot of times, I have to when I say that I like a horror movie, I have to preface it with, "Well, this part isn't that yeah, good." Yeah. This, well, it's good, you know. And, and I know a lot of people that probably like that movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like Cloverfield. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a few group a few group of that. Well, so. there's there's nothing wrong with having a guilty pleasure. Yeah. You know, there's there's plenty well, of there's, movies. There's other horror movies that I, I absolutely adore. The Hills Have Eyes. I think yeah. is one of the one of the greater ones that I like. <laughs> you can laugh your ass off if you want. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, I love um, I love I love Rob Zombie's music, so I love that he attempts to do anything but Halloween. Please don't ever do that again. Yeah, please um, God. But even the Devil's Rejects, the House of Thousand Corpses, and now the, the Three Devils or the Three whatever yeah. that new one's coming out. I mean, these are some these are some classic ones. Um, I mean, but like you said, even even Cloverfield had flaws, so even the Thing will probably have flaws to you. I mean, right? But that's awesome. I'll definitely have to check that one out. Yeah, there there are definitely parts in the movie. Um, there's one close to the end where it's like, okay, that was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But just the vast majority of this movie, the atmosphere is set perfectly. There's very little music, mm-hmm. you know? And so that way it, it doesn't prime you for a jump scare. Cause usually there's all this music throughout these horror movies. As soon as the music gets real low or cuts out, you're yeah. like, oh, here it comes. You know. And sure as shit, boom, there it well, goes. Well, I'll tell you right now, don't watch The Lost Boys because that fucking sucks. <laughs> um, so we're going on 55 minutes. Got it. Um, I mean, sad thing is I can still go on. Yeah. Um, if anybody's still listening to this at 55 yeah. minutes, a comment down below. I'll give you $100. Okay. Sounds good. I'll chip in no. probably – Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing at all. No, I'm probably not going to give any money, but that'd be funny if someone actually commented. Yeah. Um, I will going out on this. I will say this. Uh, there's still movies that I want you to see, and I will I will watch the movies you want me to see that you want me to see. Definitely. High tension. I keep seeing it on Hulu. Where the fuck are you? Hey man, look. Just go home and watch that movie tonight. Honestly, you know, fuck it. Why it's not? Just, it's just high tension. It's just it's a short French. Well, it's not really short. It's about yeah, an hour, about an hour and twenty minutes. short about yeah. it, but you know. But it's a very. It's not. It's not really. In, there's. They speak some French, but yeah. it's not. There's not that many subtitles. Yeah. Um, well, that's fine because honestly, the French. I got to give them credit. I think Martyrs was a French film. Yeah. They are the kings of really, really fucked up, gory horror. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Groundhouse thing. Which is so. weird, man. You think you see a French dude, he's just sitting there eating his little baguette, you know, mm-hmm. his little frog legs, and he's just having the time of his life. And then but he inside, goes home he's thinking about how he just killed his wife and raped her. Yeah, he just he just <laughs> wants, wants to peel up his neighbors like uh-huh. with a vegetable peeler. Yeah. I love them. They're great people. But yeah. I never finished that story. I was going to let you Son of a this, bitch. So. It's well, okay. I mean, you're getting blown up. I swear, man. <laughs> well, I tell you what. The good news. I'll send you a... Uh, an email link you can send me that story when it's done yes i will send you that story intro you know all right so back at the inferno table the inferno table yep. welcome back around couch on fire podcast yeah so this one 
has been something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Now, I love movies. I've always wanted to talk about movies. Now, yes. there's so many genre of movies. I can spend days talking about a whole bunch of them. Right. But there's one genre in particular that I wouldn't want to sit down with anybody else. Oh, I'm honored. But, but you, man. Mm -hmm. So this is Griffin, in case people don't know. We uh, we work together. Um, well, I, I don't work there anymore, but we did we work together. together. Yeah, yeah, we work together. Um, and when we're working together, we've been, you know, you, you talk about shit that you like and things like that. And mm -hmm. one of the things that... Um, has kind of came out, and I always hide it. I don't know why. I always hide it at first because I don't want people to know that I'm, I have fucked up thoughts and fucked up things in my head. Yeah, get it over with. Get, yeah. out of the head, get out of the way, you know? So I figured I'd lay everything on the table with you. Right. And then you were like, oh, I like fucked up things and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So horror movies. This is yes. horror movies. So, like, I – horror movies to me are just – it's – We'll get to into me, it. <laughs> I, I think they're – there are so many garbage horror movies out there, but if you get the right ones that hit you in the right way, I think it's a feeling and a high that you cannot get with any other kind of movie. No, I get you. No, well, the door, I mean, so, all right, so let's let's all go back. Let's go okay. back. All right, yeah. so I'm going to tell you my first experience okay. with horror movies, mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll, we'll get with you. Mm -hmm. so, to get to why we love it, let's look at the root of everything. Mm -hmm. So... My earliest memory of horror movies, and I honestly don't have the memory. I have the memory of what my mother told me. So my mother all loved horror movies, so mm -hmm. she was all about it. So um, when I was young, when I, I was born in the 80s, so the 80s was like primetime slasher movies. Right. So there was a, there was a movie, though, that I, rem that I used to watch religiously, and I don't know why. It was Child's Play. I used to watch Child's Play so much, which is Chucky, you know, the mm -hmm. dollar. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, for the, the little people that don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I used to watch that. And then one time, my mom was yelling at me. She was like yelling at me, go upstairs, it's time for bed, blah, blah, blah. And I leaned over and looked at her and I said, I'm going to chop you up in little pieces. <laughs> and she, and it freaked her out. I end up getting my ass whooped and I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she told me the story when I was um I remember she told me it when I was seven, but she said I said it when I was four. So I was like so ever since then I've been like I wouldn't that be great if you get your first words, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna cut you up, you little whore. <laughs> so but after that I just I, I adopted horror movies. I remember the feeling of um like you said, just it's kind of intoxicating. The feeling of like like worrying your stomach's getting sick you're at the edge of your seat you're sweating yeah, a little bit that mixture of dread and adrenaline yeah you're just kind of like ah so but so after that